Welcome to worship. Welcome to the Kirk. Welcome home. Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard, as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe, and believing, obey. Amen. Tonight, I want to tell you the story of a door. But not just any door. We walk through doors every day of our lives. We wake up in the morning and we walk through a door to brush our teeth. We open the refrigerator door we pour some juice. We open our car door or our truck and we get in to head off to work or school. And when we arrive, a door lets us in. And at the end of the day, it lets us out. I don't know much about those doors or if they have stories. And so none of these will be the door that I will tell you about tonight. Tonight I want to tell you a story about a door that hangs in a place called the Murphy House. The Murphy House sits in Pontiac, and if you drove by it, you probably wouldn't think much of it. But it is a haven for healing. It is designed to be a place where 16 survivors of human trafficking live for two years as they move from rescue to restoration. Now when the home was purchased and the volunteers came to help to fix the house up, they thought, many of them, that the hundred-year-old original doors should be replaced with new ones. The director of Hope Against Trafficking recalls all the volunteers, they just saw the hours and hours of work that it would take to remove the old paint and wallpaper and varnish from the doors. Too much effort and not enough return, they would say. But she saw something different in the doors. Like with the survivors that would one day live there, they were not disposable, and in fact, they retained this classic beauty. They were waiting to shine if only someone would come along with some of that effort. Tonight I want to tell you the story of a door, but not just any door. Tonight, I want to tell you the story of the doors on a bus. 
25 years ago, this bus drove around in the projects of Detroit. And every now and again, a volunteer would pull the metal handle and the bus doors would creak open. And children, children many of whom had nothing better to do or no parent to tend to them, children would get on the bus and they would go to church. The bus picked up children that like that hundred-year-old door, some had come to see as disposable. Poor children who will always be poor. Abused children that will probably one day become abusers. Too much effort, not enough return. One of the children that boarded that bus was named Chrissy. Chrissy went to church, went to Sunday school when she was six years old, and when Chrissy went to church, she learned about another door. Tonight, I want to tell you the story of a door but not just any door. I want to tell you more than anything tonight, I want to tell you the story of a door that is born to us this night. A door that is born to each and to all, but if the scriptures are to be taken seriously, this door is born most especially to those that have experienced life as if they are disposable, as if they are not much worth the effort. Take Joseph. We are given Joseph's entire family tree in the Gospel of Matthew, first chapter. Forty-two generations of Joseph's genealogy right there before us, all the way through King David to Father Abraham. But what is most interesting is the five women included in his pedigree. And it's interesting not just because women were very rarely included in these kind of reports, but because of the identity of the women named. Rahab, Ruth, Hamar, Bathsheba, and of course, Mary, each of them with a scandal attached to their names. Each of them with some kind of scandal that would seemingly eliminate them from bringing anything but trash into the world, a scandal that would tarnish their line. A line that Joseph brings to Jesus. The door is born to him. Or take Mary. Mary, one of the scandalous. Mary, unwed and pregnant 
desperate and powerless. She wouldn't have been seen as the virgin God-bearer. No, she would have been seen as a common adulteress, and as such, she would have been facing the punishment of death by stoning. But the door is born to her. Take the shepherds. The shepherds were the bottom feeders of society. They were completely untrustworthy in the minds of the society, so untrustworthy, in fact, that their testimony was not even admissible in court. They were the miscreants, the ones with the shifty eyes and the dirt caked underneath their fingernails. But the door was born to them. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. For unto you the door is born. He is the door that will one day heal the sick and teach the masses and suffer ridicule and take the nails and leave the tomb and ascend into heaven. His work will be a door that lets us out. Let's us out from underneath whatever it is that's keeping us from living the kind of life we've always wanted to live. And he's a door that will let us out from this earthly realm to live with those saints that have gone on before. For sure, he is a door that lets us out. But tonight, he is a door that lets the angels in. So... Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, they may not have been much worth the effort, but tonight each of them gets an angel. Joseph in a dream and Mary gets visited by Gabriel and the angel joins the shepherds to the heavenly host. Tonight, I want to tell you the story of a door, but not just any door. I want to tell you about Jesus. A six-year-old girl named Chrissy learned about Jesus. And when Chrissy was 10, she was trafficked by a drug dealer for three years. For those three years, Chrissy wondered, why would God let this happen? Why have I been abandoned? Later in life, she told me she had this vision that God never left her and was crying alongside her the whole way. I'm thankful for that vision 
But I'm also thankful that she learned about Jesus because someone, some angel, drove a school bus around the projects of Detroit and picked her up and gave her a different picture of what it means to be alive. A picture she credits for saving her life. And now, Chrissy spends her days walking through the doors of the Murphy House, reminding the women who live there that they have worth, that they, like Joseph and Mary and the shepherds, they are worth the effort of the angels. And she knows this because the door that she met when she was six now lives inside of her. And so tonight, I want to tell you the story of a door. But not just any door. This door lives inside of you. And it is a door that lets you in to connect to the heart of God. No matter what your story, and if you live this life feeling like you have not been much worth the effort to others or to God, but also this door that lives inside of you, it has the power to let the angels out to those who have lost hope. And so, brothers and sisters, on this Christmas Eve, let the doors swing open and let angels be afoot. Amen. <laughs>